0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: BYU, obviously on a two-game slide heading to Liberty. What to make of that, and where is the mindset of this team? Well, how about we ask a guy who's literally on the front lines of it, and that's the man across from me virtually, Clark Barrington. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Our goal here, simply stated, is to make you the smartest BYU fans in the room. And what we do that is getting you all the information you need to know about, but also bringing you exclusive content like we have every week with BYU team captain and offensive lineman Clark Barrington. Clark, thanks as always for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to start here. Uh, you're a team captain. You're on the, uh, you're on the leadership co- uh, committee for the BYU football program. Two-game slide. There's a lot of pressure out there. A lot of fans that are not happy with where things stand right now for the program. So, I'm going to toss this one to you. Where are you guys at as a team?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, of course, um, you know, it wasn't the plan, um, you know, to, to start the season. Um, you know, of course, we want to, we want to win every game, and 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 that's our goal. Um, you know, but things happen, and, and so you know we, we're we're looking inward, um, you know, trying to fix the things we 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 can control, and then you know move forward from there. And so, you know, I think I think that's that's kind of our focus right now.
1: Now, uh, Coach Satake uh, spoke in his post-game press conference and also uh, during his media availability on Monday uh, saying that there are changes. That's the term he uses, changes. Uh, Are you at liberty to say what exactly is going on in the program at this time?
2: Yeah, honestly, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say so. So I'll I'll let Kalani, uh, you know, say whatever he wants to say on, on that, so...
1: Okay, fair enough. I figured I was going to throw it at you, and (laughs) let the chips fall where they may. It's a question that had to be asked. All right, now, with regards to that game against Arkansas, uh, there have been a lot of complaints in in the last three games before that about the slow starts offensively. But in this game, it was not a slow start offensively. The offense, in particular the passing game, was off like a rocket it was you guys were off and flying was there a particular reason why you guys got to such a good start offensively in your mind
2: um honestly i think you know like you mentioned you know we we've been kind of in a rut and and starting slow and so you know it's been a big emphasis um and a big focus for for us on the offensive side of the ball is to to come out and start fast and and play you know the the way we can play the the whole game and, and i feel like we did a, did a good job of that so
1: Now, is there a particular element of, like you said, that offensive performance that you feel like is, I guess, the most replicable?
2: Um,
1: Honestly, what what do you mean by that? Because I know that the passing game, you guys have been pretty good most of the year, but it seemed like in this past game in particular – you guys, I thought were about as on point as you've been. At least throwing the football, and especially in the second half, I thought the running game came on strong in the second half. So, is there an element that you feel like from this game of one of the successes that you had that you feel like is uh, something you guys can carry over going into Liberty this week and beyond?
2: Yeah, I think um, you know all the guys just did a good job, um, you know, of taking taking what was given to us. And so, you know, in the first half, you know, we we might not have had um, a ton of rushing yards, but because we we didn't have the chance to, to run the ball a whole lot. Um, you know, there, there were lots of RPOs called and, and so, you know, they were giving us the, the pass option and, and those things. And so they were throwing the ball out there and getting yards that way. And, and then come out the second half and, and we ran the ball, ball well when, when it, it, it was called and, and when it was given to to the backs. And so, I don't know, I just think, you know, we played really good complimentary football and, and, and did the things that were working at, at that moment. So.
1: Obviously, uh, we saw Puka Nakua line up in the backfield uh, in that game. Uh, three of the top four running backs were unavailable in that matchup. Uh, can you give me? ice give us, and I'm asking this kind of personally as well. Give us an insight as to what makes Puka such just an effective football player in general.
2: Yeah, you know, he just he he just has a good good feel for for the game and and for what he's doing, and and you see him in, you know. All, for the past couple of years, you know, he'll, he'll get those jet sweeps or we'll throw the the ball out to him in the flat and he'll make, make a few guys miss. And so, you know, they threw that wrinkle in there to, to get him in the backfield a little bit more with, with some of the guys being down this week. And, and he did a great job when he was back there. So.
1: Now, I, um, we've talked about this on this podcast. You, I showed you I'm a 49ers fan. I actually got the 49ers hat up above me right here on the YouTube if you guys are watching this. Uh, now, Debo Samuel plays a multifaceted role for the 49ers. He's a wide receiver. They list him at wide receiver, but he plays a bunch of running back, plays a bunch of seemingly H-back type stuff. They put him everywhere on the football field. Same thing with like Christian McCaffrey uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, is that kind of what the coaches have kind of been using – puka as is kind of just this do everything and for lack of a better term just you probably put his position as football player fp
2: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um you know he's he's a great player and and he makes plays when the balls is when the balls in his hands and so you know we're trying we can you know to get get the ball in his hands more and and that's the way we're doing it so
1: Now, obviously, the Arkansas uh, game did not go the way you guys expected it to. Uh, Kalani said on that fourth down, no play call was called. And Joe, I'm assuming just had a brain fart and and snapped that football. Uh, Take us through that moment.
2: Yeah, um, you know, it it sucked. Uh, uh, Just like you said, there wasn't a play call, and so... The rest of us were not expecting um, the ball to, to be snapped, and so, you know, when it did happen, uh, you know, I was I was pretty frustrated, and and a lot of the other guys were, but um, it happened, and and we had to move on and and keep plugging away and, and try our
1: best to to, to stay with um, Arkansas. So, and I I don't think you guys are alone in that frustration, obviously, but uh, was. <laughs> I don't know how to say this right. Did Joe explain what uh, happened that caused him to snap that football?
2: Um, not really. You know, it's just loss of concentration. Um, you know, it's
1: probably the main thing, and, and that's about it. So, okay, uh, fair enough. I, I can understand yeah. that. Now, obviously, you mentioned the fact that you're hoping to get things turned around. Obviously, going to Liberty, going to be uh, your second uh, East Coast road trip this year. You guys obviously opened the year out there at USF. Now, yeah. uh, coming off that uh, game against Arkansas, can you? I, this guy, I guess, one of my last things on the Arkansas front on this. Can you? Uh, I guess you've gone through these four, I guess what we called the four big games uh, in the media. We were talking all off season long about how you guys had Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Arkansas. They were the quote unquote big four on your schedule. Can you, uh, I guess lay out uh, in terms of one to four, if you don't mind, which one was the best team in your mind, which I uh, just go down the order. Like who, who was one to four in your mind?
2: Oh, <clears throat> no, it's, it's really quite hard to say. Um, you know that they're they're, they're kind of similar in in some aspects, but but different in, in others. And so, you know, I think each of them, um, you know, they were well balanced with with great athletes and, and and players that that played hard. And and I think they're all they were all equally um, talented and, and difficult to play. So.
1: All right, I've got a little follow-up off of that question we will get to here in just a moment. We do need to take a minute and talk about our friends over at Upside. And uh, Clark, you're familiar with this ad. We've done this for a while here, but from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting all of us where it hurts. And folks, it really hurts right now. That's why I started using the Upside app. Upside is that incredible app for anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out with every purchase. I am earning cash back thanks to Upside, and that's what I want you guys to do as well. All you got to do to get started is to download the free Upside app. Use my promo code Locked. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, and get five dollars or more cash back with your first purchase of ten dollars or more. Next, claim an offer for wherever you're buying, whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at that business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty pro, uh, loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. And the best part is, Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a four point eight star rating on the App Store. So download that free Upside app today and use that promo code LOCKED once again, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED with the Get Upside app.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June thirty.
1: Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Continuing on here with Clark Barrington. And Clark, uh, those four games we just talked about, the the big four, all Power 5 programs, all programs that BYU going into next year in 2023 and beyond, they are going to be part of that fraternity. They will be part of the Power 5. So... How do you feel like those games have prepared uh, you guys as you look forward? Now obviously we don't know what your status is going to be going into next year nor am I going to ask you that right now. But in terms of as you move as the program moves forward here, do you feel like you guys learned some things and picked up some stuff that's going to help BYU to get ready for Big 12 play? I
2: think so. Um I think we've learned a lot of things and I think there's there's been a lot of learning of of what we need to become. Um <laughs> And that is uh, a more, more consistent um, day in and day out team, I think, and 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 I think there's just been, you know, just like you said, a lot of learning opportunity, and and we've been able to see that through, you know, both the the win and, and the three losses.
1: Now, is there? A- I guess. Can you give me one or two examples that you said I talk about day in and day out consistency? Is there something or some things that you can point to that that you learned from those games that are things that okay that would help us be more consistent?
2: Um, you know, it's just it's just the things that that I guess we've kind of struggled with all year. You know, I guess every team has has their weaknesses and strengths, but uh, you know, just trying to to maximize um, you know, those strengths that we do have and 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 try to you know. Do that every week. Um, you know, come out and start fast every week. Um, you know, run the ball like like we can every week, and, and those types of things. Um, just just doing those um, consistently. So,
1: all right. So now I, I'm going to ask you this. Right now, in Clark Barrington's mind, what are BYU's chief? Uh, what is BYU's chief strength or strengths? Um. <clears throat> I'd
2: say uh you know as a, as an offense I think think one of our, our our strengths you know as as a team um is just you know um what's it called Oh man I'm I'm forgetting the word I I wish I could um, help you here honestly I know it I know it uh Goodness gracious! But it's kind of oh, here it is e- executing, you know, the 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 plays that are called execution. Um, okay, yeah, executing, you know, the the things we do on the field, and, and just trying to, um, you know, put ourselves in in those good good uh, opportunities, I guess.
1: Now, when it comes to that type of stuff, uh, you talk about like, executing and getting yourselves into positive uh, territory. Like you said positive opportunities. That's what you, the term you used, positive opportunities. Uh, there have been games that both sides of the football, it feels like, have made those mistakes that have cost you guys in this one. Uh, what is being done to rectify that?
2: Um, you know, I think it's just um, you know taking personal accountability for those things. Um you know, we we all recognize, you know, that th- that these things happened. Um, but being able to own up to those mistakes, um, you know, both players and coaches and 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 the team as a whole, you know, owning up to those things, um, fixing those things, and then and then trying to move on, and be better. So.
1: Now, uh, Kalani has talked a lot about the the love and learn. You've mentioned that phrase. It's one of the the more oft repeated phrases across the entire team. And it's a, by the way, the alliteration, all that. It's fantastic, and I, I'm I'm in full support of that. But there's been a lot of people who are asking right now. Okay, love and learn, great, but accountability is also a factor in play here. So you as a team captain, you're a guy that has to get after some of your teammates at times, I would imagine. You're also on the leadership council. So how is accountability factored into the love and learn model.
2: Yeah, I think um, you know, it fits right in with that. Um, you know, the only way the only way you move on and learn from something is if you are accountable for your actions and so I think that's you know a big part of the the love and learning um, you know, just just like as a normal family, you know, you're not always going to get along with with your teammates and so you're going to love each other but sometimes it's tough love, you know. Um, sometimes you're gonna have to get on them and, and hold people accountable for for the things they're doing and and that's that's kind of where the accountability plays a big role. Is you know there's times to just love up on people, but sometimes it's it's tough love and, and calling people out and, and making sure we're we're you know being held to the standards that, that we expect to be held to. So
1: now you talk about sometimes it is that tough love. Is that as simple as like in game barking at a guy, or is that something you, you do in the locker room? How do you handle stuff like that?
2: Um, I think it's it's something you handle when when it comes up, you know. Um, okay. And whether it be in the middle of the game or it's at practice or it's off the field or whatever, I think, you know, just, just pulling them to the side and be like, hey, man, you know, we, we expect more from you, you know. You, you know the expectations and, and so let's live up to those and, and that's kind of, you know, just kind of trying to correct or, or help people out along the way in, in everything we do, so –
1: All right, I also want to ask you this. Uh, There's a lot of consternation around the defense, and I've watched enough football in my life, I've covered enough football in my life, that when one side of the football is having relative success, and I feel like the offense for you guys has actually been very good by and large for the entirety of the season, but the defense has had its struggles. Is there any concern of a quote-unquote fracture occurring because of some of the struggles defensively in your mind?
2: (laughs) No, of course there's always that that fear, right? But uh, I think we're we're doing a good job of of managing, um, you know, the situation, and uh, you know, just just trying to to keep keep the heads held up high. And you know, there's a, there's a lot more of the season left, and, and we need everybody, you know, on, on the team around to to help us accomplish the goals that that we have set, and so. You know, just just push on, move forward, and and look to the future, and
1: and and let's just try to get better as as a whole. So, uh, how how well do you know Cody Epps? By the way, this is a random aside. Um, uh, I know him pretty well. He, he he's a good dude. Okay, did you hear what it? I probably was. Did you hear his post game press conference by chance after the Arkansas game? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Okay, uh, Cody, uh, and you, can, you can fill in any of the gaps that I may miss here, but this is a kid from modern day High School, one of the top high schools in the entire country. His quarterback in high school, for anybody out there who missed this, is Bryce Young. Yes, the reigning Heisman Good. Trophy winner. He is a guy. If I'm not mistaken, is not a member of the LDS faith. Uh, came to BYU, uh, fell in love with the university. Uh, it was a big recruiting win, honestly, for BYU. But in his post game press conference, Clark and I'm going to butcher his quote. But he said that we're going to we're going to we're going to go out tonight. We're going to we're going to hug our family and friends. We're going to get ready for church tomorrow for those guys that go to church. Like, and then he said at the end of it, he says we're, we're trying to essentially follow. Uh, how do you say it? a Christ-like model? I guess is the, is the best. I, I I'm gonna like I said. I'm butchering everything he said, but the way he said it, it was like, oh my goodness, this is a guy who who understands what this program is all about. As a guy who's an outsider, because you and I are members of the LDS faith. You and I are returned right. missionaries. We're guys that went out and spent two years out in the world. You went to Uganda. I went to Taiwan. Places that neither of us probably ever thought we'd ever end up stepping foot in, right. but w- yeah. we were t- talking about the gospel. And uh, for me, frankly, to have Cody apps come out and say something that profound, it-, it floored me. Honestly, it absolutely floored me. And I feel like, and you feel, like I said, fill in the gaps here for me here, but it feels like the, he, he almost spoke to exactly what I guess the epitome of what BYU football is supposed to be. Because for most people, it is bigger than just football.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Cody's a, a great example um, and a great dude, and and somebody that that gets the culture and and, and the things that, that are trying to take place. and And honestly, he might be one of the most not knowledgeable guys uh, on church history in in the locker room. So, you know, he, he's for sure studied up and and learned his learned his uh, information for sure, and and always asking questions and whatnot. And so, you know, you know, even though he's not a member of the church, you know, he's. He's big into, into religion, and you know, of course, just loving God and loving Jesus Christ, and, and everything that comes with that. And and you know, he's just he's just a great example, and, and it's great to have that those types of guys on, on the team for sure.
1: Okay, when you say not knowledgeable, are we talking like a guy who just didn't know much, and it was just interested in finding out what exactly what's going on, or was it more ignorance? What do you mean? Sorry, uh, like, uh, you cut out. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, like in terms of saying he wasn't all that knowledgeable, that, that was the terminology that you used with regards to Cody. So it was it just the fact that he came to BYU, I guess not necessarily knowing completely what the LDS church's like, theology was, that type of stuff, and he just tried to get, kind of catch up to speed on that?
2: Yeah. You know, um, you know, since he's been here, he, he's really taken, you know, kind of learning about the church and, and, and its history and all those, you know, of course we have to take religious classes and all that. And, and he, he, he takes those things seriously and he'll, he'll come with, you know, questions or whatnot and, and ask, you know, so some of the, the guys on the team about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he knows a ton, he knows a ton about, you know, our church and its history and, and its teachings and all of that stuff. And so, you know, he just, you know, he, he, he he signed, signed the honor code to be here, and, and he's trying to live, you know, his life in such a way that that's, you know, in line with the honor code. And then, you know, just he's just a great dude and all all-around person. So, you know, it's great to have him around for sure.
1: Yeah, like I said, just the the profound nature of what he said because he's still a young guy. Like he hasn't been in the program. I know he's been. I actually yeah. his third year, stunningly enough. But regardless, I, I, like it just floored me because I was like, okay, I did not expect any of that to come out of Cody Epps' mouth. It was just it, it was yeah. one of those moments. You are like, oh. Okay. All right. This, this kid, this kid gets it. So yeah, he's awesome. All right. Uh, so I, I want to finish up here and Clark, uh, we'll kind of, we'll finish up talking a little bit about Liberty. I do have a, kind of a fun activity for us here it involves the honor code. So, This this should be fun. I'm interested to see how this goes. We're going to try this out. Like This could be completely flop, but we're going to give it a shot nonetheless. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, need to talk about our friends over at Nissan. Our partners at Nissan have been working with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we are highlighting the most exciting play from the uh, Cougars weekend game, so against Arkansas this past weekend, or throughout the history of our alma mater. This week's thrilling moment for the Cougars was... Oh, gosh. Um...
2: You know there there's a few uh, different plays that that come to mind, but uh, you know it's always fun to to see Jaron drop a long ball to to some of our receivers, and so you know I'd say the touchdown the the long touchdown to to Puka, mm-hmm. um, that was I was nice to see that, and then the long one to to Cody, you know, um, you know see see both those guys go in there and score, it, it's always a good time.
1: I was going to pick the one to Puka because, stunningly enough, seven games into the season, that was his first receiving touchdown of the year, Clark. I I know he's missed time, but he's your star receiver. He's your number one receiver in my book, and yeah. for him to have his first receiving touchdown officially in Game Seven, I I, I kind of said, I was like, "Are you sure about that?" And it, sure enough, it was. Because you think about it, he had the two touchdowns against USF, both on the ground. He he's had some other ones on those fly sweeps. He even had a fly sweep against uh, against Arkansas. He scored on yeah. uh, so. Just one of those things, I, that was a thrilling moment for me because I thought that play design was absolutely awesome, and you got a front-row view of that. How cool is stuff like that to see?
2: Yeah, it's it, it's cool. Um, you know, I guess I, I don't realize, you know, everything that goes into it, you know, when it's happening, but then going off to the side and, and watching the replay or even going back and, and re-watching it as well, it's it's fun to see those guys break loose like that and, 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 and go for yards, so.
1: Well, awesome. I I love doing this with you, Clark, because you, like you said, you can speak directly to this. But this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. It's all available now at NissanUSA.com.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All
1: right, before we go here with Clark Barrington, uh, obviously, uh, this is our 8th edition of the Clark Barrington show if I'm not mistaken Clark and always appreciate you taking the time but as we go out the door here uh, first things first what do you know about Liberty and what do you expect to make that cross country trip this week
2: yeah you know um, they're, they're a great team you know they, they've won a lot this season and uh, you know the, the the defensive side of the ball um, I can speak to the most just from, from the film I've watched and stuff like that you know it's big bodies big athletic guys again and And, you know, it's, it's not going to be a cakewalk. That's for sure. Um, you know, we, we got to prepare and we got to, you know, do our part to, to prepare and, and go ready to play well. So
1: now I, I actually learned this from their beat reporter on the media session on Monday and I had to look this up, uh, Liberty is number two in sacks as a team and number two in tackles for loss as a team on the season. You mentioned the fact that they're six and one. They've won a bunch of close games, but they are six and one regardless. Uh how concerning or not concerning is it that they have racked up that many sacks and TFLs?
2: Yeah, no, it's 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 always um you know, it's always some of the the things that we look at, right? And I think they're maybe number one in, in turnovers or something like that too this season or something, something like
1: that. Something to that effect, yeah.
2: Yeah, so you know they're they're up there in, in all those those categories, and so you know we know that that we're going in, and it, it's going to be a grind, and so you know just just you know we're going to focus on you know keeping the ball in our hands, you know ball control and all that, and then you know of course you know, as a lineman. Um, you know we're going to focus on on the pressures they bring and and the blitzes they bring and, and that, those packages and then you know trying to to limit the the tackles for loss for sure in, in the run game so you know that's that's our main focus this week
1: very cool. All right. Uh, so here we go, Clark. We're going to try this out. So BYU is very famous for their honor code. It comes up all the time. Trust me. Yeah. I, I, was on, I, was on an, I was on three different Arkansas podcasts and or radio shows last week, and in every single one of them, Clark, the honor code came up in one form or fashion, a question or two about it. So the yeah. honor code at BYU is well known about. Liberty has its own honor code. Now, I also want to ask you, how familiar, how familiar are you with the movie Footloose? not a whole lot (laughs) sweet this is gonna be awesome then this is gonna be great (laughs) okay clark so here's here's the game uh and it's not gonna be very long but we're gonna have some fun with this all the same i am gonna ask you uh if the rule or i guess the i don't know how the the command i don't know how to describe this the the provision in this honor code if it's a liberty honor code issue or if it's from footloose does that make sense sure yeah all right number one uh dancing band outright uh, until uh, people challenged it by staging their own party. Footloose. You win. Well done. That, that was that, that was the low hanging fruit. Anybody who's watching and or listening to this was hoping that you were gonna get that one right. Uh yeah. Uh Footloose was uh, loosely based on a true story of an, i lived in a town in Oklahoma that actually had banned dancing uh because they believed it would curb excessive drinking of all things. So Okay. So that so that's where the and Footloose obviously filmed here in the state of Utah, Kevin Bacon, the Lehigh Roller Mills, all that stuff. It it', it that it's synonymous with the state of Utah anyways. many ways. All right. Number two, uh, footloose or Liberty honor code. Uh, people cannot wear, uh, wear shorts to, to, uh, to campus. Let's
2: go with Liberty honor code.
1: Correct. Uh, according to what I read, Liberty students are not allowed wow. to wear shorts to, uh, to campus and, or in class. Interesting. So it feels, but and okay, And here's the thing about this: saying that I'm like, well, there's kids up at BYU Idaho who may be watching and saying, "Hey, hey, that's a, that's us." Yeah, yeah, for sure. Would you be able to survive not wearing shorts, Clark? Uh, oh, be a lot of sweatpants, I guess. <laughs> I, I think you and me both uh, shorts are what I live in. Like, trust me, I'm, I'm looking at the forecast week by week right now. Cause we had 70 degree days still here in Utah and it's, we're getting yeah. into late October here. I'm loving life. Cause I'm still wearing shorts. Gets down to 50. Like it's being projected later this weekend. Okay. The pants may finally have to make their reappearance. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Last thing here. I'll go with one more. You're two for two Clark. So props to you on this. Now the final one here, uh, Okay, uh, so Footloose or Liberty Honor Code, uh, R-rated movies and M-rated video games banned? Let's go with Liberty Honor Code. Ding, ding, ding. Three for three, Clark. <laughs> now, uh, I, I, I was reading up on this, and I, I I believe they've actually now kind of loosened the provisions there on that, but there there, there are other stories out there who say that's still in effect. You, like R-rated mm. movies, that type of stuff is off limits. So... Regardless, I'm going to give you the win uh, no matter what because it's just kind of funny to me that, that, that those are the things that – uh, li- there's other things in here in the Liberty Honor Code. Um, let's see. Curfew policy was changed to permit students uh, age 20 and over to sign out and stay out past curfew. you got to like – got to – Sign like, all right. I promise to do my best to da-da-da-da-da. like. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. So uh, be happy. I guess in a way, Cougar fans and BYU students out there, that BYU's honor code is not quite as stringent apparently as Liberty's is. Yeah. yeah. All right. So is that fun enough for you, Clark? That was great. Okay. Well, that's gonna do it for us. So big thank you <laughs> to you as always. I appreciate you doing it, and look forward to catching up with you next week. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's Clark. I'm Jake. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make sure you make your second listen our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors does a great job making sure you're up to speed on everything going on in the Big 12. We'll have plenty of coverage throughout the rest of the weekend. You're ready for the Liberty game and anything else that happens in BYU football. Who knows? Maybe Kalani Sitake will make an announcement at some point. But we'll keep you updated on all of that. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.